You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast. Exposing the struggles and celebrating the successes in the life of coaches who are action takers and creating authentic impact in today's world. Whether you're just starting out, expanding your reach, or exploding your impact, you're in the right place right now. Stay tuned and be sure to subscribe to this podcast. Now, here are your hosts of the Coach's Journey Podcast. What's up, Coach's Nation? This is Dr. Sherry with another episode of the Coach's Journey Podcast, and I'm here with my amazing co-host, Daniel Fernandez. Hey. Yes, we have an amazing topic today we're going to talk about, and it's one that I think every single coach can absolutely see themselves in on one way or another, and it's one of the most fundamental marketing dilemmas that we have, and we want to get people to see us, to experience us, to be able to have an opportunity to have a discussion with us about our coaching and what we have to offer. But what if that's not working? What if the things you have in place for marketing are not sufficient or not bringing in enough people or maybe the right people? So then- or, or how do you know? Like, what if it's just a matter like you haven't done it long enough. What if you're giving up too early? How do you know if you're giving up too early or if you're doing the wrong things and you should give up that particular direction and go in a different direction, right? How do you know that? And that's a really hard question. And that's what we're here to talk about today. Yeah. So the dilemma is, do I persist on my marketing efforts because I just haven't done it long enough to see the progress and to see the results that I need Or am I actually doing the wrong thing or doing something that's maybe outdated or doesn't work in the area that I'm trying to get clients in and I actually need to pivot my marketing strategy? So which is it? Do I stick with it and just have patience or am I going down the wrong path? How do you know? That's a hard question. That's a hard question. It is absolutely a hard question. We have a simple framework with kind of three things that we're going to talk through with you today so that you can have a little bit more confidence when you make your decision about, do I stay or do I go? Yeah. And actually this framework applies to um, a lot of decisions. If you want to like take on a particular marketing direction or strategy or product, or um, sometimes we get into this mode of like, Oh, this is the thing I need to do. And then we run with it and we just didn't take the, you know, the, 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 the time to figure out, is this actually the thing? And am I going to be committed to it? So that's what this three-part framework will be about. And it'll help us get into this topic of, of the marketing dilemma. Like, should I stay or should I go or hold them or fold them? Or like, you know, like it's like strategy, strategy and marketing is, is challenging because also the landscape is constantly changing. So even if you have the answer today, next month, that answer might be shifted. So we we're always in this evolving landscape of so many things. So let's talk about, let's talk about the three things that, the first thing we should talk about, Sherry, is the three things we need to do before we take on a new marketing strategy. Yeah. All right. right? So, number one is. Number one is pause. <laughs> Stop. Take the time out to, because if you're talking about your strategy, what you're going to do, the easiest thing that we've all, I, I've done this so many times, sometimes I still do it, which is oh, I got this great idea or this thing that sounds like it's going to work or this program I'm going to buy that has all these promises uh, of how this is like the perfect thing for my strategy or like, oh, I need to read another, read, take another course or read another book or whatever. I'll just do this thing. And 
I won't have stopped to take the time to figure out like, is this really the thing that I need to focus and commit to? It's like, take that pause, take that stop and actually pause. Like, is this actually appropriate? Does this make sense? Um, is this going to achieve the goal? Or am I, as, as somebody told me yesterday, am I stuck in tunnel vision? I see a thing, I'm desperate. I need to have an answer. Like we need these answers. We don't take the time to pause to see like, hey, that's an answer, but is this a good answer for me? It's I like there that. might not be a black and white right answer, but is this a good one for me? And you can't know that if you're flitting back and forth between all these things and making a sudden decision and buying something or doing something. It's like, I'm going to commit to this. And you're not really committed. You're actually doing it for a few days and you're like, eh, it's not working. You know, yeah. it's like, like, how many times have we done that? Oh my God, I can't even count. <laughs> and so also though, with the pause, the, the, the kind of the perspective of pausing, be aware on how long you're pausing. Because sometimes we can pause things at, out of fear, out of reasons other than, you know, just an opportunity to step back and get a bigger picture. If you're, if you're contemplating uh, a $19 purchase, does that warrant as big and as long of a pause as a $19,000 purchase? Probably not. So part of this is having an awareness, how much of an impact and time commitment, financial commitment, opportunity costs, how much of those things are going to be in play with the thing that you're considering doing. And yeah, yeah. that it. absolutely is kind of the foundation for how much time you spend on these three pieces of the framework. Yeah. So the pause, I would say pause appropriately or pause proportionally, because it depends on the magnitude of the decision you're making. If you're like, like if you're like, if you've been running ads for six months, you're like, I need to stop running ads. I need to do this. I need to do my strategy this way. That's a little, maybe a more, there's more impact to that decision, right? So you need to think about the impact in your life. So I think money, time, impact, right? Like if, if you think about those three things, like that tells you how long you need to pause for it. If you're going to make a big decision on a whim, it's probably worth taking a pause. If you haven't thought through how, how clearly you're sure about this decision, right? Yeah. So there's another piece to this that I literally just thought about as you were talking, Daniel, because there are some there are some pivots that we have made in the coaching mastery community just over the last couple of weeks. And we've been commenting to ourselves of, wow, like we're making some of these changes and shifts faster than what we've done in the past. And yeah. there's a dynamic, I think, that plays into it. And one and, and the dynamic is do we recognize that there is a challenge and we're already looking for a better solution or are we taken off guard and like have an epiphany that, Oh, well, maybe this isn't working. And then, and then the solution presents itself. So to be a little bit more specific. Okay. So it's kind of off topic, but totally relevant still. So I got a phone call from one of my kids at schools and they're like, Hey, we're having some issues. I'm not going to go into them, but <laughs> I know. Yeah. Not going to say that in the podcast. And, and through that conversation, I was like, we're done with public school for this child. Like, this is not okay. Like there's been a series of things and, and, and the principal's like, well, like I surprised her with the intensity of my statement. And, and she's like, well, you know, you probably just don't want to make a rash decision. Or she said something like that. And it was in that moment that I'm like, oh, lady, this is not rash. I've been thinking about this and contemplating this for months or at least a month and a half. 
And so the difference is that there was one piece of data that I needed to flip the switch of something I'd already been thinking about versus if I hadn't even considered it and it wasn't even on my mind. And then all of a sudden I'm just acting emotionally. Those are two very different scenarios. Knee jerk. So yeah. The, the, the difference yes. between a knee jerk and a, and a reflected on uh, decision, right? Yes. Yeah, so you might make a quick decision on something, but it might be something that you've already been feeling needs to happen, or you've had this sense or this intuition of. So just recognize if something is just coming completely out of the dark and you're making a quick decision versus if this is like the last piece of the puzzle and you're now making a quick decision. Oh, that's such a good distinction, Sherry. I love that because a lot of the time these decisions come out of overwhelmed desperation or, or shock, right? And so like, like in the coaching world, it's like, Oh, I need clients. I have no money. So like, oh, there's this thing I could invest in. I can invest $5,000 in this thing. It's going to solve the problem for me. Well, will it really solve that problem? And how are you going to solve the problem when you do this thing? Like, are you actually going to be committed? Like I've done that so many times. I bought very expensive programs and and then recognized later that this wasn't right for me. I actually was taken in by the marketing. That's why when I was self-coaching, I don't put pressure. I say people, you can take as long as you want to decide. Just, just know that my schedule may fill up if if that's the case. If you take too long, and you still want to come back, then there may not be space, but I will don't want you to, to make a rash decision. Because part of what we do in coaching is we make smart decisions, not rash decisions. Sometimes it's actually in that in that moment, it's actually is the right time to make a decision. And so Absolutely. coaching people through that, it's a very interesting balance. It's not always obvious to, to you in the moment. So that's why the pause is so important. Is this rash or is this actually um, reflected? Is this, am I clear? And I, do I know how I'm going to commit and show up in this thing? And, yes. and how I'm going to like, like how committed am I actually going to end up being here? So, and that's the part that I've noticed for myself is often missing is I see an opportunity. I recognize that it could be the solution and it might be the solution, but what I don't take into account is how much time and energy I have to input into that system in order for it actually to be the solution. And once I get in and realize I'm like, that's not a fit for my life. I can't really make that happen or those sorts of things. And even with the coaching mastery community, you know, we've got an amazing membership for, for coaches who are wanting to, you know, move quickly from zero or wherever they're at to their next level in coaching. But when we have conversations with coaches who are interested in joining, we are very clear, like how much time do you have to spend on your coaching business right now? Cause if it's like five hours or less, this is not for you because you're not going to get the traction you need with that amount of time. This is yeah. not the right solution for you. So just being able to explore all of those aspects and how much can you actually invest your time and energy into the thing, whatever that is, the marketing plan, are you going to be able to do that to get the success that it promises or that it, it's supposed to get? Yeah, I love that. And so like, for example, if you, if you're making a decision on coaching master community, we do not want it to be a rash decision. decision. We want it to be, a great decision for you. That's why we take the time to help you figure that out. And you'll know, like we have people in our community who didn't buy right away off our, our marketing masterclass. They actually went and did step two of this process. So they paused, they didn't buy it right away, which is good. It's not necessarily good for our bottom line, but we're not about that. We're about helping coaches make good decisions, right? And build their business. And so they did part two of this, which is research and due diligence. They literally said, hey, I looked at several other communities and did my research and talked to all these people, talked to people in the community. And I did my due diligence and realized the coaching master community is the best for me. And I was like, thank you for saying that. That is a great, like sometimes you run a business or you're, you're coaching or whatever you're doing 
And you're like, you don't get the feedback from somebody that's like, how do you compare, right? To the options that are out there. Is this is this a really good option for people? Or maybe we're missing something in the market. But that was just a good reinforcement to me that we're on the right track because somebody actually took the trouble to make in making a decision of that magnitude. They took the trouble to do some research. Yeah. And then they ended up choosing us. And that feels like it's not a rash decision. It feels like it's a really well thought out decision. And that person was able to now, having done that research, spend the time in the community showing up and doing the work. And actually, I think that person within like a few weeks said like, oh, I've already made my entire investment back. And it's probably because he showed up at that level of commitment for himself, right? Like so, it's also not yeah. typical because people don't show, all show up the same way, right? So step two, as Daniel said, is doing your research and due diligence. Really understand what it is that you are committing to and what you're getting yourself into. And again, this is going to be based on the amount that you do this is going to be based on the in, the level of investment, whatever, if it's time or financial investment that you're making. Because we all are familiar with the idea of analysis paralysis. That is not what we're proposing. You know, if, if there is a $97 webinar that's going to help you learn how to more effectively run Facebook ads, should you take a week? to consider whether that's really in your best interest or not. $97 a week's worth It depends. It depends. Maybe, maybe. But what if that webinar, or what if it wasn't a webinar? What if it was a three-day workshop? Well, then maybe three day or a week does matter because that's three days. If you're going to really get the most value out of that three days, you got to set aside three days, which is a significant time investment. But if it's just $97 and an hour, that's a different level than if it's maybe $1,000 in three days or whatever. So just recognize, don't overthink it. Don't spend too much time uh, depending on, you know, if it's a low, low investment. But if it's a high investment, the higher it is, make sure you've done your due diligence. I love that. Um, and what's, what might be some of the kinds of due diligence, Daniel? So let me ask you. It depends. So we're talking about marketing today. So, right. It's like, we're talking about marketing strategy, right? Yes. Go, go ahead, Sherry. You can ask and we can talk. I was just going to ask, I know you kind of jokingly have talked about some of the, some of the investments you've made around your coaching business that maybe ended up not being the greatest. What kind of due diligence would have been helpful for you to make in those situations that maybe. So, so in my, so what I failed to do something, so I'm thinking of this one, it was like a $20,000 purchase. It was like, me and my wife had just gotten married and I was like, oh, I really want to buy this $20,000 program. And she's like, what? Because <laughs> we weren't fully financially integrated yet. And, and she was like really scared about that. And I, and I rightfully so. I should have listened to her more, but I was still in my mind frame like, oh, this is the thing. I need this thing. This is going to solve the problem. But I wasn't like, I was, you know, it was like, this deal is going to be gone soon. Right. And so like, I, I was, I, I felt pressure to make the decision now. And sometimes that's actually important to make decisions when, when you're, when you know, but I hadn't known about this program ahead of time. It's a big decision. It affects my relationship. It affects my, my cash flow and stuff. And I wasn't making a ton of income to be able to make that an easy decision. And so we did talk through it a bunch over, over the time of that, that window. But what happened was I didn't put, I didn't have, one thing we didn't talk about was how am I going to put in place a system to take maximum advantage of that high level investment. Right. And then like, is this, this is a high pressure time. It's like, oh, I need to decide now because the price is going to go up. But if I'm going to make a decision at that price and not invest the, the extra time to make sure it's right for me, like 
Sometimes you lose the deal at Costco, you still buy the product, you know, like, <laughs> you know, we're buying a sofa right now. I'm like, oh, well, this is such a good deal. But like, wait, it's not going to fit. Are we sure? Let's, it's, we're going to miss the deadline, but it's not worth getting the deal and having the wrong thing. Um, and so <laughs> over time that ended up like, I didn't end up showing up for that, that investment the way I could have. And I would, I would say like, it moved me forward. Like everything you do will move you forward in some way, whether it's learning how you make decisions whether it's learning some things that you came for, but not everything. And part of it for me was like that level of commitment that I needed to show up at that level to make that a, a really good decision for me and my, and my wife would have been, would have been a huge difference. Yeah. Thanks for sharing that, Daniel. Due diligence is also internal, right? It's like, what's your, what's your <laughs> like, did you move stuff in your calendar and put time there? And are you going to stick to that? And do you have social support that you're putting into this? Or you do have a community of people who are going to help you? Oh. Take there's so much, there's so many things I could have put in place. If I'm going to yeah. invest $20,000, I should have been like, I need these five things in my life to make sure that I take advantage of. So I don't lose my track on what I'm trying to do and my objective. I should, I didn't even have a clear objective. Like it's like, okay, this thing's going to move my business forward. It's going to help me in this way, this way, this way. And I didn't like write that on a piece of paper and put it on a wall and look at it every day. Right. Like I just, I got, like after like a few weeks into it, I was like, this is not working for me. You know, it's all, it was like half of it was internal, right? And half of it was, it probably wasn't the appropriate right product for me. And you actually also brought up now step three. So step one is pause. Step two is research and due diligence. And step three is probably the most important because if you have that in place, the other two are going to be more likely to happen. And step three is have the specific and proper support around that. So, and support in coaching marketing is probably going to be other coaches and people in the marketing space that understand coaching and marketing, being able to have access to them and asking them, does this kind of thing work for you? Are you doing this? What are some of the pitfalls you've seen? What are some of the challenges you've seen? Because that's part of your due diligence. And it's also gives you an opportunity, will force you to pause so that you can go ask questions. But that support is not any support. And this is huge. I spend a lot of time in the real estate investing space. And any almost any investor will tell you there are people in their support network, and I use air quotes on that, support network that discourage them from investing because they don't understand it. So when you're getting support as a coach, particularly around marketing, you need to seek out the coaches and the communities and the support networks that understand coaching and the marketing in the coaching space. Yeah, I, I love that. And let's build on that a little more because it's it's not only do you need that support socially, but it's when you have a chat, like you, no matter what you do in marketing, it's not going to be, oh, this is the secret easy button that solves it. It's going to be like, you need to put some energy into it over time. And you need to, you need to understand how it fits you and to adapt. And you need to figure out, like, as we said at the beginning, is this actually working really slowly or is it not working at all? Is it the wrong thing? And so- Sometimes the only way is to get yourself out of your own head and talk to other people who are trying things. And like the, one of the things I love about coaching mastery community, people are posting constantly in our, in our groups um, saying like, Hey, I'm doing this. What do you guys think? Like our, our pro members are talking to each other and we're, we're talking, we're learning from them sometimes and they're learning from us sometimes. And so yes. being able to like to say like, Oh, I have a live session coming up about marketing with other coaches who are trying this in the field, people both ahead of me and at my level and behind me that I can help. Like, this is going to be a really valuable source of information to help you realize like, oh, this strategy is totally not going to work. These three people have actually tried it and here's what they learned. And I'm totally going to fall into those pitfalls that I didn't even see coming or yeah, keep going. 
and have that encouragement because like with marketing and business and entrepreneurship, it's like, it's this roller coaster all the time. It's like, like, is it going to work? Oh, it's not going to work. It's not working, but you just need to maybe wait a little longer. And sometimes it's like, yeah, you're totally going in the wrong direction. And you can't know that necessarily if all you see is what you see. It's like the water for a fish. You don't know it's there. So Absolutely. one of the most impactful feedbacks I have gotten around my marketing as a coach was around the fact that it wasn't my marketing that was, it wasn't my marketing message that was wrong or my product or anything like that. It was who I was marketing to. And because I have for months and months and months, I was so frustrated because I, I thought I was doing great. Like I'm, I'm like giving good contact. I'm giving good calls to action. Like I'm doing some really important stuff. Like I get, a am also getting a lot of interactions and a lot of comments and a lot of uh, feedback on the, the videos that I do. And I'm like, why am I not getting any traction? I was so frustrated. I felt like this is pointless. Like, I don't know how to do any better in what I'm doing. And I have a coach in marketing and he told me, he's like, he was able to explain to me that it wasn't what I was delivering that was wrong. It's the fact that the platform I'm on and the friends that I'm connected to, they're not my ideal clients. And that was the problem, not the fact that I wasn't doing enough or doing, saying the right things or having the right content. So for me, that was an epiphany. Cause I, I mean, I, I like was crying at times cause I'm so frustrated about I'm like, why is this not working? What's wrong with me? But it wasn't me. It was, it was my audience. It was a misfit with my audience. So it's those specific things that unless you have an opportunity to talk with people that understand that have experience you are I would have stayed stuck and thinking something was wrong with me and at what I was saying rather than being a misfit with the audience I love this Sherry and actually what you're doing is you're getting outside perspective which is our, our, our third step one of the things I love about I love about being around coaches and people doing marketing is that you can also shortcut the second step by doing the third step which is yes. when you have social support around you like actual colleagues and a community of coaches that you built relationships with who kind of understand what you're up to then you can ask the group hey have you done this strategy before or have you run into this and as we said they can do shortcut some of the research oh here's the tool that i use oh here's what i've done and this is i'm, I'm having the same struggle like maybe you can actually tell me and then together we all figure out that's not going to actually work or yes but we just tweak it this way and then one degree course correction actually might be the thing that you're missing Right. And so that's why it's so hard. Right. Like you don't know in marketing what you don't know. Right. Exactly. It's like, oh, am I doing the wrong thing? No, the strategy seems to be working or it doesn't need to be working at all. I just need to shift that one degree. And that's where that social support comes from. Right. Come, comes into to help you like make that little shift. And that's the thing. Long term in marketing, you have to always I'll say this is point number four. Always be willing to make shifts and don't think it's like I said it and forget thing because that's one of the biggest the miss miscalculations that I think coaches make. I, I made that all the time. It's like, oh, I'll just set up my website and they will come. Nope, that doesn't work that way. Oh, I'll just put out social media and they will come. Nope, doesn't work that way. You know, it's like, you need to constantly like think about how, what's the, what's the shift that you need to make to get the right people into your, into your coaching business. So, so we talked, and even with the marketing strategy and marketing dilemma that we've talked about, you can recognize that there are some mindset limitations in our conversation today, the idea that I just need to persist, that may actually not be right. The idea or the belief that I just need to pivot if it's not working right away, that also might not be accurate. And Daniel, you just brought up another mindset shift of, you know, around, around the marketing and, and having people around us and 
And, you know, it, there's just so many, so many errors that we can believe in. And because of that, as a coach, and our job is to help other people recognize their limitations and limiting beliefs, we have a, a master class that we invite you to that is all about recognizing and dealing with your mindset limitations around your coaching business. And now it's coming up this coming Monday. So if you're watching this live, we encourage you to do hashtag masterclass wherever you're watching this, if it's on YouTube or if it's on in our Facebook group, and we will get you the link to register completely free masterclass. If you are listening to this as a podcast or after the fact later on, send an email to support at coachingmasterycommunity.com and we will be happy to send you a replay of the masterclass so that you can take the next level step in your coaching business to recognize the mindset beliefs that you have that are limiting you and keeping you staying small. And Daniel, you are now muted. That's funny. Uh, thank that you, That was your invitation. <laughs> yeah. I believe that I can speak when I'm on mute. People will hear me. That's a limiting belief. <laughs> well, thank you, Sherry, for sharing that with our, with our community. What we want to do is serve coaches to help this journey. It's a long, long journey. It's a marathon, not a sprint. And there's a lot of complexity to it. And we want to accelerate you because I spent years and years without a community, without that social support to help me make decisions, to help me make those one degree adjustments, to even say like, I'm, are you, I'm going in the right direction. I did so many things for so many years. I wish there was a community of like this at the beginning, but now there is coaching mastery community. So we'd love to see if you're a coach, if this, any of this resonated with you, if you're like struggling to figure out how to do this business and, and you're committed and you have the time in your life to build a coaching business part-time or full-time, then we want to hear from you. And we want you to come to our masterclass. Just check it out at coachingmasterycommunity.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for your time and your attention today. I trust that this was valuable and gave you a little bit to think about to be able to shift your business to the next level. And we'll see you on the next one. All right. Bye. Bye. You're listening to the Coach's Journey Podcast.